0: Hey there, everyone. Welcome to Fightful Wrestling. I'm your host, Denise Salcedo. Today, I am joined by Steven Jensen. We are going to be chatting all things Impact Wrestling Rebellion. We had a pretty solid show tonight. Lots of good wrestling. An awesome main event that I personally cannot wait to talk about. And so much more. So, welcome, everybody. Before we get started, as always, you guys know the drill here at Fightful Wrestling. Keep the chat going. Get your thoughts in at any point throughout the show if you guys want to send in a super chat Or a humper chat you are more than welcome to That is also the best way to get your question, your comment, or your statement read on this show here today On top of that, it keeps us going A lot of people want to all make sure that we have impact conversation here on Fightful Wrestling Well, I got your back, Steven's got your back But keep us coming here each and every single time by sending in those super chats, sending in those humper chats here today Uh, Steven Jensen, uh, how are you dude? Good to see you again
1: Yes, I'm doing great. As we were talking a little bit before we went live here in the in the dark match pre show, uh, you know, I was talking we were talking a little bit about uh, all the stuff you've been doing since the last time we talked the the Ring of Honor, the GCW, all the independent stuff, the commentary, the ring announcing, all that stuff. So, and and somebody who got a shout out tonight on the show on Impact Rebellion over here, Denise Salcedo. But I've been good. I got I got some stuff going on as well. Tomorrow I'll be at Battle Slam. So shout out to Battle Slam, Atlanta, Georgia. I get to see Pastor Troy perform live. I get to watch a whole bunch of good wrestling. I get to talk to Baron Black again. So that's what I got going on. But uh, shout out to Denise right here as well for, for everything you've been doing.
0: Thanks, man. I got to say, so I did get a shout out today on Impact uh, during the match that I was most looking forward to, by the way. But it was pretty funny, though, because I had no idea that was going to happen. They never actually do that, do they? Have they done that on other shows before where they shout people out for tweeting about it?
1: Not that I've really noticed, you know, it's a big thing with the UFC and they even put that like up on the screen. And I think that impact should do that more often. I think it would help with their engagement, people trying to get shout outs like that. I think that would, I think it'd be smart. I I don't, if they do it more often, I haven't really caught it a whole lot if they have.
0: Yeah, I haven't either. So I was literally like chilling watching the match. And I was like, you know, all like vibing, you know, into the show and all of this. And I hear them shout out like Renee and they shout out uh, Andreas Hale. And then all of a sudden they're like Denise Salcedo. And I was like, that's me. That's me. <laughs> uh, so it was pretty cool to get a shout out. So I'm very happy that, you know, I was acknowledged, you know, that's very nice. But anyways, uh, Stephen, we had here's the thing. And this is I feel like sometimes I sound like a broken record when it comes to these shows. but legitimately. I feel you and I can sort of agree that every single time that we come on here to talk about Impact, whether it's the smaller shows on Impact Plus or whether we're talking about, you know, bigger pay per views and whatnot, I feel for the most part, we always have like positive or raving reviews about the show because legitimately we get a little bit of everything. We get a good solid card top to bottom. So with that being said, I, I kind of have an idea of what you might think about how you felt about this show, but just give us a general consensus of how you you felt about the show here tonight
1: i thought the show it was a solid show i thought that especially like the first half of it was like really good as we'll get into like the first few matches especially i thought were really really good and then it slowed down a little bit towards the end just a little bit and then the main event was was great so um overall very very good shows we're about to get into and i sound like a broken record as well because i say this every time we're on here talking about impact this is you know the four times a year they got the four big pay-per-views a year Rebellion's one of them like they know the wrestling world is watching and they always deliver on these big pay-per-views i'll always give them credit for that it's just on them to take the momentum and keep it going because almost every time it it, basically if you only watch the impact pay-per-views it's like it's like every time you tune in probably it's you know new champions and and it's a lot changes really quickly they hot potato a lot of stuff and, and it's so it's something where I hope that this was a good enough show once again, like I say, for all these big pay-per-views that people like this and they'll watch it weekly and, you know, be in, and continue to watch for the Impact Plus shows and, and you know, the, the weekly show and that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I, overall, they're a very good show. And, uh, you know, this is they, they know the wrestling world is watching on, on these nights and they tend to deliver on these shows, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you on that. And I also kind of agree with your analysis about, you know, the first half of the show being really strong. There were uh, two matches that I thought kind of had a little bit of, you know, were probably made the weaker portions of the night. But then once again, it picked up with that main event, which ended up being my favorite match of the night. But let's go ahead and get started. Let's run through things in a nice chronological fashion. Just makes things a lot easier. Uh, but let's kick things off with a triple threat with three guys that, Stephen they couldn't be any more different. you have Steve Macklin you have Chris Saban you have Jay White uh first and foremost I want to start off by talking about uh the booking of Steve Macklin I think has been uh very very good I think that they have kind of made him uh they they made him somebody to be like hey take notice of this guy and he came out you know with the face paint and you know he's got the cool jacket and he's legitimately looking so much more I don't want to say like so much more better because that kind of sounds weird but I don't know how else to say it. Like the dude has been, you know, uh, more and more impressive as, you know, the times that I've seen him on these shows and whatnot. So I do kind of want to touch on how you've been feeling about how they've been booking Steve Macklin.
1: I think it's been great. I mean, he's a guy that I still felt like I didn't know a whole lot about when he was in the WWE system. Cause you know, he was either overshadowed by developmental or being, you know, a part of a team and then like the whole uh, forgotten sons thing you know, was going on and and he got totally lost in the mix and and he has rebounded spectacularly on on outside of the WWE. I mean, he's gone from a guy who, you know – He went from someone who had to. I I feel like he really had to prove himself when he left the WWE. It was like to to get the spot that he's in right now, he's really had to prove himself. And he has done it by having consistently good matches over and over and over again, no matter who the opponent is, whether it's a a heavyweight uh, wrestler, whether it's an X Division type match or wrestler. And he's honestly one of the most underrated like yolo wrestlers out there as far as guys who will just jump through the ropes with like complete disregard for their bodies and like it always looks so brutal um and there's a
0: moment that we're going to talk about that kind of something similar that happened (laughs) during this match too
1: yeah yeah exactly so he's a guy who really puts it all on the line and everything looks really really believable like when he hits you it looks like it would really hurt um so yeah I, i think that macklin uh, it's not, even if you had never seen him before, knew nothing about him and only watched Impact Wrestling, I think he's a guy that's earned the respect of like the entire fan base.
0: Yeah, I definitely felt so. And it was one of the things that kind of stood out to me like right at the top of this. But let's go ahead and dive into the match itself because I thought that for, given that it was the opener and given that, you know, like I said, all of these guys are such different wrestlers and they have different styles, but they came in so well. They mesh so well all together. But I think my favorite thing about the entirety of this match was legitimately like the pacing of it all it was uh exactly what you need in an opening match you know kind of getting people uh you know excited about what you're going to be seeing for the night and whatnot and there were so many good spots during this and one of the things that I particularly liked was that every single time you thought that you know I, I saw a lot of there was some okay let me kind of run through their spots because I want to make sure that I get some of the best ones here and I don't want to skip any portions that I legitimately like so there was a moment like right at the beginning we kind of saw jay white kind of playing a little bit like he came in with a strategy where he didn't necessarily want to get into the ring right away and he was kind of letting you know chris saban and steve macklin do their thing but he was very quick at going in there and breaking up like the one of like the first pins that we got like right away we got the good pacing they were coming at each other in like very creative ways uh there was a moment where we see steve macklin and i love this part so we see steve macklin uh he on Jay White, and then he's imidi- immediately gonna run across the ring and hit the spear on Chris Sabin. But Chris Sabin sees it, he moves out of the way, and you just see Steve Macklin flying out of the ring. Oh, I absolutely love this. Um, the finish, I love the finish. Uh, Sib, uh, Sabin getting in, uh, you know, his finisher, Jay White coming in, stealing, uh, Jay on Jay White. Macklin comes in, steals the finish. I thought this was absolutely cool, you know, seeing the cradle shot. And then it not ended up being the finish uh, for him. I thought it was really awesome. So, how did you feel about the entire match itself? How did you feel about some of the spots that we saw, etc.?
1: Great match, great match to open a pay per view as well. Like this, you know, this got everyone, got the crowd going, got got the internet going. That's another thing that's important. You know, as, as much as I try to stay out of the uh, the discourse usually when it comes to Twitter conversations, just you know, because it gets so damn toxic, unfortunately, but if you're a show like impact you want people on twitter tweeting about it like and that and this is the kind of match that gets people's fingertips going and being like okay this show is starting off hot you know or even people that were on the fence about buying this show like uh, do i spend 40 dollars on this or not they see a match like that and they're like all right i feel pretty good about spending my money like this is this is a good way to start a show off um i love the finish as well uh, jay white stays protected with everything he's doing i consider him like himself he's kind of the key to the forbidden door in my opinion because of all the places he pops up in and how linked he is with the bullet club and stuff so it's like he stays protected because you know it took Saban hitting his finisher jay white went for the the uh, blade runner multiple times uh Saban had a bunch of good counters for it and stuff and then macklin just stealing the win at the very end uh, i it, it, it worked for everybody involved everybody looks good coming out of this match and i think if you were to ask 100 Impact fans who you think is going to win that match, I think Macklin might have been the underdog in, in comparison to all three. And like him getting the win was pretty big, I think.
0: I think so too I didn't see it coming especially when he stole the finish and stole the pin excuse me I was like oh shit what and when he actually got the three count I was legitimately surprised by that like uh for sure I completely agree with you I think that he was probably the person that I was least expecting to actually get the win here but I think it just kind of you know leveled him up in a way getting you know getting this win especially over guys like JY and Chris Saban so I think it made for a really really good opening match but let's go ahead and get people thoughts on this uh we actually got a, a super chat this one is from brandon hagan who says uh impacts pay-per-views always seem to deliver always worth the buy nice to see taya win and awesome to see josh win big fan of both of you thank you so much to brandon for sending in this very kind super chat once again guys if you want to get your thoughts uh send them in you can also send in a super a humper chap humper chap humper chap i literally said humper chap humper chat um i'm not used to saying humper chat so i'm a little rusty here uh, but we got one from cameron w who says uh, this is my first impact show in about 10 to 12 years and i was really impressed front to back it was very enjoyable you know what that kind of surprises me just a little bit because i feel like there have been other shows that i feel had a little bit more buzz going into them and i feel like usually those are the shows where you get some people that a may be giving impact like uh you know an opportunity for the first time to actually watch them or it may be like returning viewers etc so it's nice to hear that you know we got somebody uh, tuning in to watch the show for rebellion
1: yeah let us know also in the chat like what were some of the things that really got you hooked for this show because i know some people and honestly, for some people, it might have been the story of Josh Alexander getting the belt back from Moose. I mean, I think there might have been a lot of people that really liked that that story playing out, um, you know, from uh, for the last six months since, you know, losing the title and everything so quickly. Um, or even just the card itself, you know, on paper with all that talent, like they just looked like a bunch of good matches. So I'm interested to know some of the things that, you know, some of the reasons why people – Uh, might have given impact uh, a chance for the first time
0: yeah i think so too for me it was a little bit surprising but that's good to read that's a good sign we also got another humper chat (laughs) oh my god humper chat is never going to leave me uh we got a humper chat um from ricardo the bot guy who says uh here to support the step host and my dude jensen uh thank you so much appreciate your love and support here on this show but now, let's go ahead and move on to this next match. So, the next match on the card is two women that have had a very interesting uh, history. We got Taya Valkyrie versus Diana Perrazzo for the AAA Reina de Reinas Championship. And here's the thing that I kind of want to start off at, okay? First of all, we saw the return of Taya here because if you remember, she was gone to the Stanford Penitentiary. Remember, she shot Larry D and she was so technically she kind of got she she must have had a good lawyer, Stephen, because she was only gone for a couple of years uh, out of the penitentiary. Now she's back. I was going to make that joke on Twitter, by the way. That
1: was really good. Yeah, I didn't expect that. That was actually, that was really good.
0: I was going to make that joke on Twitter, but I was like, nah, it's not going to come off. (laughs) It's not going to come across very funny on Twitter because I'm like, okay, you have to have remembered, you know, how, what was going on with Taya before she left Impact Wrestling to go to WWE. So anyways, wanted to throw that in there, but either way, no, these two women have had a phenomenal history with one another. They, uh, we've seen them go at it before and this is the thing that for me I kind of like I guess you know seeing how things went for Taya in WWE you know it does kind of suck that things went down that way and that she didn't get you know her proper moment and all of that in WWE but for me just to kind of see her back in the ring with Diana, I was like hell yeah because you know I know and a lot of people watching here know that both Taya and Deanna wrestle in such very different ways and the way that they what they bring to the ring is always like I don't know how else to explain it man like the seeing Taya go in there and wrestle with Deanna you know you're going to get good matches you know you're going to get phenomenal in ring work between both of them and one of my favorite things during this match was that commentary made sure to really point out that like, Hey, just because we haven't, you know, you know, just because they've had this time apart and now they're back and they're doing their thing doesn't mean that they don't, uh, you know, that they don't, that they didn't stop like hating each other, right? Like they still have that history. They still hate each other, etc. And I thought this match was really freaking awesome. And honestly, it was a reminder of what Taya can do in the ring because I believe I actually think this was the first match that I had seen of her since after since she left WWE for me, at least.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, so the, there's a lot to unpack there with, with, with Taya and we'll end with the two of them. Cause I, I can't remember for sure. They might've mentioned on commentary, but I think Taya, I think Deanna beat Taya to win the knockouts title, like she, she did, she, them, did okay. yeah,
0: she did. Yeah, she did. So, I
1: mean, so you have that right there. That's, that's just history in itself. And then you have, like Taya, what was so frustrating for me when Taya was in the WWE system was there was no point at all in having her do anything in NXT. Like she should have been immediately on Raw and SmackDown. Yes. And, you know, I mean, she'd been working in Impact for so long. She had so many years. She was a veteran. She's so good in the ring. She tells great stories. She can get over really good character work. She, she knows how to work on television already. It just did, she And they pigeonholed her. They nerfed her in NXT, in my opinion. And like what she is since leaving like, she had a match. Someone's going to have to remind me in the chat of who it was with. She did, like, a death match a few weeks ago. That was brutal. I mean, she's a maniac. I didn't know how crazy she was. Like, I knew she was kind of crazy, but she's, like, <laughs> super she, super crazy. an actual wrestler, but she, she's she's crazy. She's a maniac. Um, So, I love seeing this. I thought this match was great. Like, this is great stuff between these two. I could watch them wrestle on every pay-per-view and not get tired of it. And you left meat on the bone on this, too, because – you know they can run this back in the future like this is the kind of match once again I'll, I'll watch it again for sure um and stylistically like you were saying very different like i said Taya is a maniac which is very well-rounded gianna is a great technically just a really really good technical in-ring wrestler um and the two of their styles mix together really really well and in uh, ty is somebody that i think the wwe is definitely Deanna as well, uh, both of them in the same boat with this, where I think the WWE has to look at both of them and just kick themselves and be like, how did we have nothing to do with these two women? Like they're, they're so damn talented, obviously. And they felt it would have fit great in their, in their system with all the talented women the WWE has.
0: And here's the thing, too. So going into this match, I was thinking about it and I was like, I love how dominant Deanna has been and she's really been collecting gold. She's had a lot of gold around her waist now for quite some time, right? Whether it be the Impact title, uh, you know, now the Ring of Honor and obviously the Reina of the Reina's Championship and all of that, right? So I was looking at this and I was like, I really hope that Taya wins this match because she, you know, coming off again, just recently coming off of, you know, WWE and, you know, she's kind of, you know, starting to get the ball rolling once again with her stuff. Uh, I feel like she really needed this belt. She really needed this win a lot more than if they would have kept it on Deanna. Like, I just really think that Taya really needed this. So when she got the win here, I thought, hell yeah, this is exactly the right call because it's not going to take away anything from diana diana has already proven herself time and time again you know she's still holding the ring of honor uh women's championship she still has that going for her so this to me was just something where i thought it was definitely the right call to actually have taya uh you know get the championship once again and you know i think she's already booked too for uh, for triple mania and for all of that too so she already has dates coming up as well
1: Exactly, I think that was a big motivation to have her win the title. Is I think she's going to defend it in Mexico for AAA or Triple You know, I I think that that you know, and she does great in Mexico. Like they love her in Mexico, so like um, I'm all for it. And uh, Juan Ortega in the chat, it was Taya versus Pero in the death match. I was thinking of you are oh nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, that was and it was if y'all I can't remember what company it was for. Someone in the chat will know that, but it was it was brutal. Um, so if you haven't ever seen. Taya really outside of her element like the WWE or you're kind of discovering her now with impact her indie stuff is pretty nuts so uh, I think she's gonna be great with that with that championship going down to Mexico and defending it
0: exactly now a little bit about this match you know we mentioned it was hard hitting these two women they move at a different pace they uh everything that they do they like lay it in it's totally uh uh, they don't they don't half-ass anything okay that's the best way that I can say it um one of the things that I loved was seeing uh Taya Valkyrie like locking her own submissions on Deanna who we already know is like you know the technician queen and she does everything so well when it comes to that so I love seeing that there was a moment too where uh they were both kind of like on all fours and they were like butting heads with each other and just like screaming like screaming and it's little things like that you know things that happen in between the moves that I think kind of just like elevate the story and again touch on that history that both of these women already had so this was so good I was so happy to see uh, I thought the, the match was great the outcome was great uh overall good stuff here today but let's go ahead and get some comments in here and see what people um are saying in regards to this we got a super chat from um make yourself 85 who says uh, Moose and Alexander was a big reason to buy the event worth it at the end looking forward to Slammiversary exactly uh, so thank you so so much to make yourself 85 we got a super chat from Brandon Hagen once again who says step host and Jensen deserve a couple more bucks thank you so much thank you uh, I appreciate that a whole lot uh, we got a super chat from Jesus Garcia who says Taya and Deanna were great happy to see her back on impact looking forward to see her back in AAA as well I agree. And, you know, she kicks ass there all the time. She's definitely no stranger uh, to being the Reina, the Reina's champion. Uh, but let's go ahead and get some thoughts in here. Um, I already make sure sh- I'm trying to make sure I get all of these comments. Um, OK, cool. I got all of these as well. OK, I'm caught up with the Humper chats. All right, let's move on, guys. Uh, once again, if you guys want to get your comment, question or statement, you could send in a super chat here on YouTube or you can send in a Humper chat. Uh, and once again, Send those in, guys. It keeps us going. It keeps us funded. All right. So now um, after this, this is a match that I think we all knew was going to be good but let's talk about it because this was a whole lot of fun we had Ace Austin versus Trey Miguel versus Mike Bailey for the X Division Championship and holy cow uh, this was a lot of fun I was literally just like writing down all of my favorite spots and then there was a moment where I was like I gotta stop writing this down because I look down and something happens you know like that's the kind of action that we see uh, during this but just um, so some good moments that we had here uh, There was a moment where Miguel had uh, Ace Austin literally hanging from the apron And Bailey ends up doing A moonsault onto his back Like he was like upside down too So it kind of looked really cool And one of my favorite parts about the entire Match was that every time Like one guy was doing something On another guy, you saw the third person Coming in and essentially ruining that And you kind of kept this really Cool like back and forth action going Here, uh, there was a moment where we saw Trey Miguel do a dive, uh, that turned into a dive and then a cutter on ace austin that was really awesome one of my favorite parts during this steven and i totally marked out for this was we saw bailey do a uh, moonsault on ace austin off the top rope and then afterwards we see trey Miguel go right in and give a hurricanrana to mike bailey as he was kind of still standing there uh, that was really cool we saw bailey hit the ultimo weapon on uh ace austin we saw trey hit the meteora on mike bailey uh after this we end up seeing ace hit the fold on Trey, and ace actually wins the title here and this is what i particularly liked and what i liked so much about this was that he pinned the champion he pinned the champion and that to me just makes this so much more of a definitive win and it just makes it feel like a bigger deal you know we don't always get that in these types of matches so um with that being said steven how did you feel about this match how did you feel about the outcome and were you also surprised to see the champion getting pinned during this match
1: So this was the match I was most looking forward to coming into the show. Um, This, I, this was personally probably my favorite match of the whole night. I, for different reasons, like Moose and I, I mean, Moose and Moose and, uh, Josh Alexander was really, really, really good. Don't get me wrong. Like those are kind of one, a one B for me. And and one is way more storyline driven than the other. And that might add to it as well. But this for me, like these are three of my favorite wrestlers in the world, not just an impact wrestling. Like these are, three guys i think are exceptionally talented um speedball mike bailey is honestly might be the best overall wrestler in the world right now in any company and i know that's like a big statement to make he's hustling man he's
0: hustling
1: yeah everywhere he's going he's getting over huge the his moveset is super diverse um and it looks so crisp everything he does and just aesthetically he looks like the uh, the good guy in like every 80s, you know, karate movie, which is like exactly what he's going for. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's just the, the package that he's put together, I think is just a perfect presentation. And then he backs it up in the ring. Um, Ace Austin is a guy who I have been saying week after week on, on the Weekender podcast every, for over three years. I've been saying almost every week ace austin should be in a position to be the impact wrestling world champion like he's too good to be lost in the mix this guy is has everything you would want he's been an impact for years now and my only uh hesitation with anything that has to do with this we've seen ace austin with exhibition title twice it has led to nothing either time then he's been lost in the mix afterwards i don't want to see that happen again this guy is so talented and then trey miguel i think he's had a great run with exhibition championship um i know he's going through like some tough personal stuff and i i you know shout out to Trey and he hit one hell of a meteor tonight. That's a move that I, I am not a huge fan of. I've talked about it before. He yeah. nailed it tonight. I have nothing but respect for him hitting that move tonight. So like, I, I, I thought the match itself was, that was, that was an incredible match. And, and a big part of the reason why it was so good. You, you touched on it earlier is there was no downtime. And every time the you would, like someone would hit someone and then the third person's right there yeah. doing something and they never stopped there, you know, and,
0: and, and they were feeding off of each other too, which is good. It's like, you know, that's what you're supposed to do in a situation like that, where you're seeing one guy, you know, target a body area, or you see one guy do something. How can I further add some more pain to this guy? Then we saw a lot of that during this.
1: Yes. And, and if you remember, I can't remember, I can't remember what show it was, but I know for sure me and you reviewed it together, but when Mike Bailey came into impact wrestling for the first time after that five year high it was a pre-show
0: we'll match right it was a pre-show match yeah yes. yeah
1: and and he and he pinned ace Austin in that match and that has that has that story started there and is carried from there all the way to tonight, which is really cool as well because they tease Bailey and ace teaming together and feuding each other and and it's and to the, everyone in this match, all three of these guys, ultra talented wrestlers, Uh, I thought it was a win-win-win no matter who actually walked away with the championship. I have no problem with any of them being the X-Vision champion. Uh, Just keep giving me more matches with these three dudes, uh, really against the other best wrestlers in the world, and just continue to push all three of these guys. Now that Trey is an X-Vision champion, that shouldn't mean de-push. That shouldn't mean get lost in the mix. Find something productive for him to do on the show. There's so much talent that he could have a big spot coming off of this loss. Same goes for Mike Bailey and then Ace Austin. You know, do your thing with that title. Ace Austin, I'm hoping that, I'm hoping by the time, I I hope it doesn't even take this long, but a year from today, when me and you are sitting right here, probably talking about Impact Wrestling a year from now, I'm hoping we're saying it as Ace Austin, the Impact Wrestling World Champion by that point. So I hope this is the first big step towards him eventually becoming the world champion because I think he deserves it
0: wow we'll definitely see a lot can happen in a year as we know especially in the world of wrestling where things move really really fast so who knows Um, but once again we're going to go ahead and move on but as a friendly reminder guys once again if you want to make sure that you get your questions your comments or your statement read on this stream and you want to keep us funded uh, please make sure to send in a super chat or a humper chat All right, but now Steven it's time okay so one of the things that I was most excited about for this pay-per-view was when I saw that it was going to be Jonah versus Tomohiro Ishii. I thought, oh, yes please like this is the kind of matches that for me I just get like legitimately excited about you know we talk about you know what certain matches appeal to people what gets them to you know buy it buy a show if I wasn't you know watching the show because it was my job I would have tuned in particularly for this match to see Jonah versus Ishii and I gotta tell you it was a it ended up being a different match from what I was expecting but I just loved the entire format of this. I love the way that this match was essentially laid out. So what we got here was this first portion of this match. They made Jonah look like a beast. They made him look like a monster. And when you're in there with Tomohiro Ishi and Ishii is the guy trying to bring you down and he was trying multiple ways to bring down Jonah and Jonah was they they, they called him, you know, a wall and he legitimately was this big giant brick wall who couldn't be brought down whatsoever. Ever. And like, yeah, Ishii is not, you know, the same size as Jonah. We get all of that. But Ishii is a badass, like in his own right. So to kind of see Ishii struggle to bring Jonah down was really freaking cool. But so you we get a lot of that there, right? Uh, and then finally there's a moment where we uh we end up you, uh we end up seeing the shift in this match. So we first see Jonah get all be you know dominant for the majority of this match, but then there's this second portion where we finally see Ishii hit a German suplex and then he starts picking up the adrenaline. And from this point on, it really starts like elevating. And so each time, because Ishii took such a beating from um from Jonah the first half, that the second half All the offense that we saw Ishii execute in this match just made it so much more impressive, especially given the size of Jonah. So I thought that was really cool. There was a moment where Ishii, um, excuse me, where Jonah power bombs Ishii. Uh, I love that because that was like super high impact. No pun intended, legitimately was. We see Jonah hit the spear on him. We see Ishii, uh, Ishii hit the sliding D. He goes for the pin. It's a near fall. And then finally we see Ishii hit the brain bust on jonah and i don't know about you but i wasn't expecting jonah i mean i wasn't expecting ishi to get the win in this match i was legitimately surprised when he defeated jonah um so with that being said how did you feel about this match do you think it lived up to expectations uh, etc
1: so i love this kind of stuff uh here, ishi is one of my favorite wrestlers like ever in new japan and i love what he's done in the states recently like he's really uh there's be, he's getting like a whole new fan base of, of people that are I feel like they're seeing him for like the first time in the last few months which I think has been really really cool um I was very surprised by the result because they have made Jonah out to be outside of like Josh Alexander and like the tippy tippy top of Impact Wrestling Jonah has pretty much destroyed everybody else um his match with PCO he's had a couple now but he's had some some complete bangers with PCO recently and stuff and uh he's another guy that you know since leaving the WWE, he's shown me a lot. I didn't I didn't know a whole lot of him as Bronson uh Reed and in, in uh NXT he was good
0: but, in NXT too. Really good in NXT.
1: Yeah, I, I just didn't see a whole lot of it. Like I I just like but seeing what he can really do outside of it, I I, I think is he's really earned my uh my respect as a fan, you know. Um I thought this was great. And Ishi. You know, he just recently wrestled Minoru Suzuki on that New Japan uh, Windy City Riot show. And that was one of the best matches I've seen in a while as well. And if if someone says, hey, Ishii Jonah is my favorite match on this show, I'm not going to argue it. Like if this is your type of match like this, I thought this match was really damn good. And especially for Ishii to get the win with the brain buster. That looks so cool to see a guy that big get picked up in the air like that. I mean, it all works so well. And uh, I've said this before and I'll say it again when it comes to Ishii. I don't think I've ever in my life as a wrestling fan seen somebody with a more basic move set look more believable in everything that he does. Ishii pretty much just does punches, kicks, clotheslines, and, and brain busters. It's like and in it, and headbutts. Yes. And headbutts. And it, and it really like, there are moves that like anybody can do, but he does it with such insane believability and he sells so well. His facial expressions that like he gets over everything he does and just looks, he looks like he's in there fighting people for real. Um, I
0: I love that I was scratching my head scratching and you were head. like you were yeah. like headbutts and I was like I wasn't trying to tell you head butts. I was legitimately scratching my head
1: well you you but that but he does a lot of head butts too yeah that yeah, really, really yeah. But I I th- I thought you were like reminding me like don't forget about his head, head butt. butts yes um but yeah like I said he just he has a very basic moveset but it doesn't matter because he is so believable
0: so yeah um I and also when he did great. the german suplex too because he was getting them like off of all of that adrenaline and jonah's so freaking big and he got him i, I did because he had teased it earlier in the match and they were kind of like oh i don't know if it's gonna happen and it didn't happen and then, and then finally did so i'm i i was very happy to see that executed during this as well
1: yeah for sure
0: um, awesome alrighty, so we got a super chat from Sheldon Jackson who says, Love the fact that Denise got a shout out from commentary during the Jonah versus Ishii match. What can I say? Everybody wants a review from Hollywood, so Salcedo, no, man. Just calling me, uh, the Hollywood reporter over here. Uh, thank you so much to Sheldon Jackson, though. I really appreciate that. Um uh, we got a, a super chat from Bam255019 who says, Ishii is the definition of less is more. That's good. That's really good. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's very, really good. Very,
1: yeah. That's pretty much sums up exactly what I was trying to say about him like that's him in a nutshell I agree
0: Exactly. All righty. Um, before we move on, we also have to talk about this, a teaser video that we got. Uh. We you know, there's there's a lot of theories out there. I think there's one major name that a lot of people are thinking of here. Uh, but this was the EGV It's coming. Uh, what did you make of this, Stephen? And, and do you think it is the person that uh, Sammy Callahan is obviously the person that everybody's thinking that it is? Uh, do you agree with that? What are your thoughts on this?
1: I think Sammy Callahan makes the most sense. I mean, he's historically had various, you know, like hacker type gimmicks yeah. and stuff like that. And so it would make sense, um, you know, his group OVE uh, that kind of is similar to E. What was it, EVG? Um, e, EVG or EGV, something like that that was popping up on the screen. It was another three letter thing where it's like maybe this is like the new version of OVE that he's starting or something like that. Um, I don't know that 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 was the one that was the name that definitely popped in my head and then when I was kind of scrolling through Twitter that seemed to be the name that most people had in mind did you have anyone else in mind or were you thinking no you know what
0: I was thinking because I'm dumb like and it wasn't until like at first I thought because I was seeing like all the little numbers and I was like okay that's you know to me that was the first sign that it was sammy Callahan but then when I saw the letters egv I was like I was trying to think of names I was like who has egv initials and and like it was funny because I kept thinking uh, for some reason I just kept thinking of like like all of these different names. But I'm like, nobody has those initials. And so that kind of threw me off for a bit there where I was like, I first had the assumption oh, would Sammy Callahan. But then afterwards, when I got the initials, that threw me off. So then afterwards, I saw everybody still saying Sammy Callahan on Twitter. And I'm like, all right, well, there we go.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I we'll see. Um, Sammy's been in the company for so long that, I mean, it would be good to see his character get like a big reset.
0: Um, so this is I funny. Was... Doom Tribe Team said extremely generic video.
1: Yeah, it, <laughs> it was actually
0: it was it was it was not like super generic. It was fine. It
1: kind of reminded me of like those old, uh like when Jericho returned in like 2007 or whatever it was. When it was like the, the answer I was is the code. To... Yeah, the code I was is sh- the answer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love Jay that much, stuff though Y2J, like yeah hard, but, but
0: yeah. everybody like I feel like for me like anytime I see any sort of timer any sort of countdown I, I associate that with Jericho immediately so yeah it, it's something that definitely sticks there in your brain and whatnot. not um, alrighty but something else that sticks in uh, uh, never mind I'm not good at this I was trying to do a Is funny a segue
1: into Bluetooth, a segue
0: into Bluetooth <laughs> and I was like something that sticks in your brain but then I was like wait that doesn't sound right never mind Let's let Sean Rossap take care of this.
2: Are you looking to make an impact, but you want your explosion to happen a little later than usual? We'll make sure you're up to peak performance in the bedroom. More like a sex division match instead of an X division match, if you know what I mean. Bluechu.com code. Fightful. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis I you know they work, but in a chewable form and it's discreet. You work with their licensed medical providers. You get that shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. No waiting in line at the pharmacies, no awkward doctor visits, no going up to the doctor and saying, uh, yeah, I think my title reign's over. Uh, it doesn't work for me, brother. Uh, my penis isn't working. No, you work with their licensed medical providers online and it's shipped straight to you. It's prepared and shipped direct, so it's cheaper than those other guys. How cheap? How about free for your first shipment when you use that code FIGHTFUL? Just pay $5 shipping. BlueChew.com, code FIGHTFUL. I don't have any more penis references about it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? That's betterhelp.com slash fightful. impact wrestling. So just do it okay.
0: Just do it okay. Sounds great. Um <laughs> alrighty. We're gonna Wait, go Didn't
1: you didn't you eliminate that guy from the clusterfuck? He, what? Didn't you eliminate that guy
0: from the clusterfuck? Yeah, eliminate that guy. He's a nobody. He's a nobody. <laughs> Um, alrighty. So we're going to go ahead and continue on everybody. We got a couple more matches to talk about. Well, once again, if you want to make sure you get your question, comment or a statement or whatever, your opinion, uh, your hot take, whatever you got, uh, feel free to send it in a super chat or a humper chat. On top of that, if you guys haven't subscribed to Fightful yet, what the hell are you waiting for? Click that subscribe button. We are on our way to 100,000 subscribers. Come be part of the family. Uh, we got another super chat. This one is from ShotKid29 who says just got home from from Rebellion. Excellent show from start to finish. Josh Moose was match of the night easy. Only dud was tag team gauntlet. Not bad. Just forgettable. Well, shot, kid 29 I'm glad you had a great time at Rebellion and you're actually actually segwaying us into this gauntlet match. So let's go ahead and jump right into it because um, there were some pros and I think there were some cons to this. So let's get into it. So we had the A-Team Elimination Challenge for the Impact World Tag Team Championship. Uh, It was in the format of a gauntlet and we had some surprise teams that essentially weren't announced and then they came in during all of this. So I'm going to do... A quick rundown of what we got, and then we can jump into this a little bit more. So we kick things off with the major players versus uh, Jordan Grace and W. Morrissey, which I thought was a very interesting uh, pairing here. We saw Matt essentially pin Jordan Grace with the distraction. uh, And then afterwards, we kind of had a post-match melee, which led to Chelsea Green low-blowing W. Morrissey, and then he reveals that he was wearing a cup. And really fun fact, Steven, I'd never actually seen a cup before. <laughs> I'm not oh, really? talking a household cup. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah no, I've never seen that. one. I'd never legitimately seen one. So when he pulled it out, I don't even want to say what I thought.
1: Oh, that's too funny. I
0: don't even want to say what I thought it was, okay? And my fiance was like, Denise, that's a cup. And I was like, oh, that's a cup? Yeah, I felt really stupid.
1: Did you never see uh, Little Giants back in the day? The kid puts the cup up to his
0: face? No, no. He doesn't
1: know what it is either. He's like wearing it over his mouth.
0: Okay, so when he pulled it out and I saw the thing, I thought he had a banana. I was like, (laughs) why does he got a banana in his pants? (laughs) I don't know what I was thinking. Anyway, so I saw a cup today for the first time in my life, but let's move on. Uh, He ends up putting Chelsea through a table. Um, I love Chelsea. Great spot for her there as well. Uh, This ends up essentially kind of ruining things for the major players, though, because it ends up being uh, the major players versus the Good Brothers. Uh, We end up seeing them. uh, The Good Brothers hit the Magic Killer, so they get the win here. Then it's Good Brothers versus Johnny Swinger and Zicky Dice, and they we hit the very quick match. We see them hit the magic killer again, and the good brothers win. Then we go into the best part of this match, which was Good Brothers. Uh, the Good Brothers and uh Rich Swan and Willie Mack. And this was literally the meat of this match here. This was the highlight, a bunch of spots back and forth. We'll talk more about that in just a second. Um, from here on out, we essentially see the good brothers get the win again after they took the leg out from Willie Mac. Um, we then go into Good Brothers versus Taven and Ben. Bennett and from here uh we end up seeing uh Anderson was essentially trying to suplex Taven back into the ring but the honor no more guys essentially grabbed his legs and kept him down so that they can actually get the win and this is how Taven ends up getting the win for his team here then we see Taven and Bennett against Rhino and Heath and we end up seeing Rhino get the gore on um on Taven and that's how they get the win then from here we go to the main, well not the main event the main event of the gauntlet if you want to say it like that, the last match Um, Rhino and Heath versus Joe Doring and Eric Young, Uh, this was a little bit of a slower pace, I personally just saying this right now, I think the final match should have legitimately been uh, Joe Doring Eric Young and uh, Taven and Bennett instead Um, but we end up seeing uh, Joe Doring and Eric Young essentially retain their titles and uh with that being said i even though like the start of the gauntlet i thought had you know this gauntlet led to other stories and it had multiple layers and all of that but i kind of thought that a good majority of this match was a little bit dull uh aside from good brothers swan willie Mac, and then everything we saw at the beginning i thought that everything else in between felt very pointless but steven how did you feel about this gauntlet
1: this is the point in the show that i was kind of referencing where it started to get it was kind of a lull in the show like like everything up to this point i thought hit on all cylinders like was a home run everything clicked everything was really good up to this point um yeah this this just it just was what it was i didn't think it was great um you know the the jordan grace w morrissey team was very random like that was like I don't know why they even did that. I love Jordan Grace. Like I, I'm happy to see her on the show, but she was on for all of like a minute before she got pinned. That that power bomb by W. Morrissey to Chelsea Green was pretty brutal. So I mean, that was that was something, I guess. But uh, yeah, yeah, just and, and you you touched on this, and this definitely needs to be said. Is it any surprise to you, Denise, that like the bulk of this match and the best parts of this match had to do with Willie McIntyre Swan? Like, is that of really surprising? Not.
0: It's not surprising at all. They're a match made in heaven, okay? I love these two.
1: Yeah, and it's like, we can sit here all day and do an entire podcast on why isn't Willie Mack being spotlighted more. It doesn't make any sense to either of us. So, like, you know, so what I would say, if anyone wants to seek this match out, watch Good Brothers versus Willie Mack and Rich Swan. That was pretty much, like, the match. The rest of the stuff just seemed to be kind of, like, peripheral of that. Um, And uh, Bond by Design retained the titles cool like i got no problem with it i think joe Doring and eric young are a really good tag team and i like uh how they sprinkle Diener in there as well and like i got no problem with them as a team but i am interested to see with this whole egv thing that seems kind of a lot like VBD and bomb by design like i want to see how similar these two groups might wind up being or if they wind up fighting each other maybe that'd be cool um but uh but yeah i my biggest thing coming out of this is like do something with Willie Mac and Rich Swan coming out of this because they, these guys are just always lost in the mix. But both guys are, I mean, Willie Mac or Rich Swan rather has at least been the Impact World Champion. Willie Mac just gets lost in the mix in between every pay per view, it seems like, unfortunately.
0: I agree. I completely agree. And given the fact that they were the highlight of this, I really think, I really wish they would have tweaked some things here. I don't think that this needed to be a gauntlet. It kind of felt like one of those things where it was like, man, like we either got to get something different and exciting, but so much of this was like, just, you know, magic killer, magic killer. Okay, win-win, moving on from this. Uh, it felt very meaningless. And this was honestly the first match in a long time with us. In regards to us covering Impact Wrestling, I feel like for the most part, there's always, you know, there's there hasn't been a match that I disliked as much as this gauntlet from the past shows that we have reviewed there's been matches where i'm like oh this match was good maybe it wasn't the best but i've never disliked a match and i kind of disliked this gauntlet i just didn't really think that there was uh it it, like i said some parts kind of felt like a little bit of a waste of time
1: yeah yeah i agree and and jesus garcia in the chat mentions like grace helped up morrissey on the go home show that's true but i what i really mean by the randomness is like just the fact that they did and like like do we really need to see Jordan Grace and Morrissey as a tied team just, I mean couldn't I couldn't Jordan Grace it Man- though. I
0: will tell you this I didn't mind it I actually kind of liked the pairing I liked the pairing Okay hey fair enough
1: I I just don't know where they go from there I I think it'd be interesting to see uh W. Morrissey against Jordan Grace one-on-one in impact. I think that'd be pretty interesting to
0: watch. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Uh, Let's go ahead and get some thoughts in here and see what people are saying. This is a super chat from Jesus Garcia who says the start of the gauntlet match was really good, was hoping one of those two teams would win the match. Uh, you'll You'll all got a new fan in me. Thank you so much to Jesus. I really appreciate that. And yeah, I completely uh, agree with this comment as well here. And uh, let's go ahead and make sure I got all of this. Yep. That was pretty much all we got in regards to that match there. So let's go ahead and move on uh, because from here on out, uh, we got another match that I don't know. This wasn't like the greatest match either but it was not bad though okay just because it wasn't like an omg match i don't want people to think that it was like bad by any means because there was a lot that i did like about this match so the match that i'm talking about is the knockouts championship tasha steals defending her title against rosemary so i want to kind of start off by talking a little bit about the pros here and the pros that i do like i want to start off by saying that tasha steals her her Promo work has to be like has just gotten so much better like she goes out there and I think she knows that she's like a rising star and you can see it because she exudes that confidence. So you see that the other thing that I really like about this is that so many times, you know, in other places, you know, when. I don't know how else to describe this, but let's just let's just be real here. You know, Mickey James is no longer champion, okay? But when Mickey James was champion, you know, they made sure to give her a lot of time. They put her on a good spot in the card. Why? Because she's Mickey James. She's this legend. Same thing with Deanna Perazzo. She was at a certain level, and you know, as champion, she was getting a respectable amount of time and all of that. So, with that being said, to me, that was one of the pros with Tasha Steels Tasha Steel's is not Mickey James. Tasha Steel's is not Deanna Perazzo. But I really did like that they still gave her the right and respectful, uh, you know, opportunity to go out there and have a lengthy match against Rosemary, and they gave her a good spot on the card because, yeah, like I said, she's not, you know, a legend like Mickie James, but they still respected her as the champion to put her in a spot like this. So I thought the amount of time that they gave this match was really good for them. Uh, and then on top of that, just the fact that this was, you know, the mat- you know, the semi main, the semi main event. I thought was a really good spot there too they could have easily honestly they could have easily put this match you know somewhere in the beginning and made it feel like oh yeah it's a knockouts championship but you know they could have made it seem less significant is what I'm trying to say and they didn't do that and that to me is a pro that they did not do that with that being said you know Tasha's coming into her own as champion this necessarily wasn't the most uh, exciting match I don't think that. I think the crowd was a little bit out of it I don't know if, if, if it was just you know I kind of feel like the crowd was out of it during this because even when Tasha hit the blackout and Rosemary tapped out, I didn't really feel that there was a reaction from people where it's like, oh, shit, she tapped out to the blackout. It really wasn't until commentary was, like, really putting it over the fact that, like, you know, oh, my God, this was done, etc. cetera. Um, so this, is, again, to me, was an okay match, but uh, what did you think of it, Steven? And obviously, we did see Tasha uh, retain her championship
1: yeah so no i agree with everything you were saying <clears throat> i think the uh the crowd was pretty dead for it i think the biggest pop that they had during the match was uh when rosemary spit the green mist into uh evans's eyes on the apron like that was like the biggest reaction i think that it got um the finish was that Michinoku driver at the end right with uh with uh tasha finally getting her with that i i Here's the, the, the thing with a match like this, again, it makes sense on paper because, like, you have champion, you have challenger, you have kind of, like, essentially bodyguards for each one as well. Like, on the outside, two women who can kind of even the odds against each other where you have uh, Havoc on one side, Savannah Evans on the other side. Um, I hope they don't rely too much on Tasha Steele's needing Outside help to keep retaining her title, because I think that's gonna hurt her perception as well a little bit. Like she she probably needs to go out there and just be getting legitimate wins um as much as possible right now to to build her, I think, to the same spot that you know, to potentially get in a spot like a Diana prazo uh has been in for uh, with the company, for instance. But see, and the, another thing about this, it I I respect them for putting this as the co main, like you said. Like you're you're making your you're uh proving the point that the knockouts championship is a very valuable and prestigious title in your company that no matter what other matches are on that show, you're going to put that in a big spot. I respect that. Um, The downside is this is my personal opinion. It's okay. If people disagree, I think that the Diana and Taya match was significantly better. Like, Oh, it definitely was Um, definitely. And, and, and and it could be, we, we get it because we follow the company, but like, that match, yes, the the AAA ranranus was on the line. Uh, we know that uh, Dion is also the ROH women's champion, but when you put that match on earlier in the show and it's that much better and then your own company's world title match doesn't come across nearly as well it it just it's it just looks kind of strange. I don't know how else to really say it it feels but like it, less then. It, it kind of does like like if me if I watched impact for the first time tonight for instance i would I would think that taya being the a champion was like a bigger deal than than the, just based on how good the match was and how how big that match came off um in comparison in my opinion now once again they' you know T- tasha is very early on in her title run and and this is a part of the process with new champions you see this. I mean, we saw it in an uh, AEW with Britt Baker as well, to a degree where like, you have to just start getting wins. Like you get the title, you got to have challengers, get wins, get wins, get wins, build your resume, build your prestige and Tasha just in that, in that, uh, like she's doing that as we speak. So, um, I don't think this match is very good. I'll be completely honest. Um, but I have no issue with Tasha Seals being the champion. I think she's probably the right person to be the champion right now, but, you also got to go out there and like really when when you got women like Deanna and Ty on the same show and you're the champion of the company like you really got to bring it and uh, I just don't think this was as good as the the match earlier in the night.
0: So. Yeah, I agree. I feel like I cannot argue that whatsoever. Again, big fan of Tasha. Uh but this was just not necessarily the match, I guess you can say. Yeah, that's like the best way to put it. Um we got a super chat from Shotkid29 uh, who says that the crowd was really enjoying it, but watching live something felt off, especially in the back half of the match. And there was something like, there was when she did the uh the cutter. Uh you know, uh, the, sp- the uh, like the springboard cutter by t- like by Tasha. Like that was really good too. I did like that. Again, you mentioned the spot where, uh, where Rosemary essentially missed uh, Savannah, like that was pretty good too. Uh, and then, you know, her hitting the spear right right after that, I thought was really good. So like there were some good moments towards the end. It's just that as a whole, it didn't necessarily hit the mark That's you know, that's just the best way to put that.
1: Yeah, and- it, doesn't, it doesn't help that they kind of botched like a big move at the end too. Like the crowd was already kind of out of it, out of it and then they kind of botched like uh, uh, Tasha doing, I, I forget the, is it called the blackout, that move? i forget but yeah the
0: blackout and
1: she kind of like missed it and then like had to go redo it and the crowd was already kind of out of it, it just it is it just didn't click for whatever reason so
0: We got a humper chat from Zachary B who says my least favorite match was a knockout title. Uh, I love Rosemary and I don't think she should have won. but Tasha hasn't earned clean title defenses yet. In my opinion, she's got the charisma and the in-ring ability, but her character is tired um, and boring. This is from Zachary B. I don't think her character is tired or boring. I think she's bringing the, like she's bringing the, the energy. She's bringing the attitude. She's bringing what she needs to do in terms of the character. It's just, you think maybe it's just not like connecting with the audience
1: i don't know she's to be honest there's probably a lot of audiences still doesn't really know much about her because like you know unless you i mean longtime impact fans would with like her tag team run with kira hogan and everything but like um if you're a newer viewer you wouldn't really know that history with the tag team and everything um and then like her painting her face tonight like that is you know um do you know what reference that is? I was thinking like Scar from Lion King, almost. No, like, what is the uh,
0: reference to that?
1: No, no, I don't know. Like, but she had her face painted like like like, like, a, like, a, like, d- like an animal,
0: right? Like, was yeah. it a lion?
1: Well, I don't know. That's what I'm asking because like, is she had like this? I scar thought it was cute, face.
0: but I didn't know what the meaning of it was.
1: And see, this is kind of a problem, right? Like we like, it, it's just like it, it just didn't. If someone I thought she was maybe
0: know. doing like a like a roar, you know, like I'm wild. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't I know, I right, know. why
0: else would you do like like animal face paint, right? Because you want to be like Rrr.
1: right, but it's also like Steve Cutler comes out with like the Punisher face paint, it's yeah. like everyone knows what that is, everyone gets that, you know. Yeah, and it's like when she was a scar from
0: Lion King, that's everybody's saying Scar, saying scar okay. from Lion King. I don't even think I've ever seen Lion King, so Wait, whoa, I just whoa. don't even remember the movie. I, either uh, I haven't seen it or I don't remember it. Which one's Scar?
1: Scar is who kills Mufasa, who's the that of simba who's the main character of the entire thing
0: oh the evil one. Oh, wait i yeah. have seen lion king sorry i just don't remember this movie
1: oh denise oh commentary <laughs> did say it was scar okay i was gonna. okay, okay.
0: there okay. you go okay cool Clearly, yeah. we weren't paying enough attention so
1: that that so I, I was right on on getting the reference okay okay so that i That's
0: oh some... okay here we go here we go so it was reference to scar commentary confirmed it for beating uh wrestling's mufasa mickey james thank you louise louise put this in the chat
1: Okay. Come on, I... Steven.
0: We're reviewing the show. We didn't know this stuff.
1: Mm. All right. <laughs> fired. We're both
0: on. fired.
1: Uh, yeah, that's that's actually I actually really like the uh I like that a lot actually in hindsight. That whole uh the whole reasoning for that. So.
0: <laughs> Juan Ortega says never seen <laughs> Copper liking. OMG, Denise. I'm sorry, man. I forget this stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I can't believe it. I honestly can't believe that. I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm
0: pretty sure I've seen it. Cause I remember that guy. I just don't really remember like the deep. i I've probably seen it once. And that's it moved on with my life. Okay. Like that was it. And I didn't, and if I, and if I saw it, I didn't even cry. Didn't even cry.
1: <laughs> I absolutely cried. I remember crying in the theater as a kid. That's a, that's a, that's a deep movie. Anyways, I you knew it now, now in hindsight and thinking about it. And yes, y'all are right about the whole, Nikki James being the Mufasa and her being the Scar, th- th- this all actually makes perfect sense. And it actually uh, bumps up my thoughts about this match just a little bit. It does give it a little bit more brownie points now that I, I finally put all this together. So,
0: And yes, I do know the Hakuna Matata song. Everybody knows that song. Yeah, I don't know how I line. know it, but I know it. <laughs> <laughs> People used to sing it at school.
1: There you go. i was going to say, because you were like, I figured for sure you- Did you not, like, grow up on Disney movies?
0: I did. I just never watched The Lion King. I'm not
1: going to sit here and keep pressing you on this. Yeah, I was going to say, let's move on to the main
0: event. All right. (laughs) So let's move on here. We got the main event for the Impact World Championship, uh, Moose versus Josh Alexander. And Jesus Christ, this was a story. So obviously, you know, the background heading into this, this got very personal. Uh, You know, Moose essentially ruined, you know, the last time Josh Alexander was champion. He only held it, I think, commentary said two minutes, something seconds, somewhere around there, very short period of time. And this got very personal with Moose, you know, spearing Josh Alexander's wife, scaring his kid and then on the other hand you have this very likable baby face and josh alexander so going into this match i'm like josh alexander better win or else like it's just gonna take away everything from him right you don't want to take off you know you don't want to take the hype and you know whatever josh alexander has built in the last couple of months you don't want to take that away by seeing him essentially lose um to moose here so with that being said um, there was so much during this match. I want to highlight a couple of the best moments. Um, immediately we see Moose taunting his family, uh, his wife on the outside with the baby. And, you know, the little boy comes out in the gear too, by the way, was really freaking cute. I it was adorable. So, you know, they're on, you know, they're watching in the front row. Moose is taunting them back and forth. We see a series of chops between Alexander and Moose from here on out. Uh, there was a moment, uh, that we see Moose catch Josh Alexander on his back, and then literally on the outside, he starts swinging his body onto the barricade. Really good timing on the way that was executed. And then afterwards, another highlight in this match was obviously those turn those ten German suplexes from Josh Alexander to Moose. Um, that was freaking awesome. It was awesome because for once he was like not letting go. At first I thought, okay, he's gonna go for three. Then I thought, okay, he's gonna go for five. And then I'm like, okay, seven. That's it. No nope, he's going for 10 and he went for the 10 and what I love too was that every time he went for the next one, it was like, he sh- you know, they kind of, you know, they took a while to get to get to the point where he actually you know lifts him up why because it's like it's taken out um you know out of both guys like you're seeing you know moose obviously take the pain from that but you're also seeing all of the energy being exuded out of joss alexander during this so that was really freaking great um i really really love that and i think this this was the point of the match from here on afterwards where I think it really just kind of leveled up a little bit more So you kind of see that after the suplex spots They are a little bit tired Like they're not necessarily, you know, full energy at this moment And then you see them exchange chops back and forth And again, they're both a little bit tired here But then finally, there's this moment where Josh Alexander Kind of just goes like ape shit And he takes off the he takes off the headpiece And he just like throws it on him And he starts, you know, we see a variety of, sh- of, of strikes We see a clothesline, we see a headbutt we see the c4 spike we see uh a, a pinfall attempt it ends up being a near fall we see moose bite him and then afterwards we see uh josh alexander hit the styles clash then he locks in the ankle lock um, from here this is the part that got me steven this was the part where i was like oh shit they're going to ruin josh alexander here okay so he ends up uh, he uh, we see moose take off the uh turnbuckle right so the turnbuckle gets exposed at one point and we see moose Kick Josh Alexander like right In the you know the jewels and all of that And so then we end up seeing Josh go into the exposed turnbuckles um with a spear from moose so it kind of gets like the side of like his head and a little bit of his neck so we see that happen we well, in his, up...
1: his mouthpiece flies out of his mouth i mean that exactly. was exactly
0: cool yeah it was a really good visual so we end up going for he ends up going for the pin here and i'm thinking oh my god he's going to defeat josh alexander this is going to ruin josh alexander and it ended up being a near fall and it was such a good build up to this near fall it was phenomenal i was legitimately ready to riot because i thought josh was gonna lose here um but anyways they kept the match going we see a buckle bomb on the turnbuckle we finally the finish is the c4 uh the c4 spiked by josh alexander and he gets the win um this was really good this match completely sucked me in the story was great the build-up was great um what did you think about this Steven?
1: This was fantastic stuff. And Josh Alexander needed to win this match. And he did. Um, as you were kind of alluding to, when you started talking about this match, they would have lost a lot of good faith from their audience. Had they had Moose win this. And they did a great job of making, I say this a lot. If you, if I'm going into a match pretty confident in the outcome, like, like most people, I was pretty certain they were going to put the title on Josh Alexander tonight. But they did a really good job with some of those near falls of really making you think, damn, Moose is about to retain. Like, they're going to actually have Moose retain. And that spot towards the end really got me when he, uh, when he threw him headfirst into that that exposed turnbuckle and his his mouthpiece came out and he was like, look, like he was dead up against the turnbuckles. And then that spear, because no one kicks out of that spear from Moose. I mean, that's like one, two, three guaranteed. And when Josh Alexander kicked out of that, then I was like, okay, Alexander's for sure winning. Like, let's go. I'm like he's going to actually do it. Um, you know, coming into this match, I, I saw a, a kind of a wide uh, variety of discourse on whether on kind of like this whole story with Moose where, so Josh Alexander, him winning the title the first time, that build I thought was fantastic. He was the exhibition champion. He had the title for a long time. He had a lot of really, really great title defenses. Um, his his Iron Man match with TJP doesn't get talked about enough either, in my opinion, because that was a really great match. And he had this great run with the title. He turns it in for option C and wins the world title. And it was like, this is perfect. Now we're off to the races. Josh Alexander being the champion, especially because when they broke up the north and Ethan Page went off to AEW, no one really knew what Josh Alexander's future was going to look like as a singles guy. And then it was like, he's now the world champion. Moose beats him two minutes later. And it's like, why are we doing this? Like Moose, I'm not saying Moose shouldn't have been the world champion. I'm just saying you just did all this to put Josh Alexander in this great position to to be off to the races as a world champion. So we've got about, what, six months or so since then, uh, probably give or take. And Josh Alexander, the story of like, so me as a wrestling fan i'm i don't really care so much about the family side of this story like i don't i don't think it takes away from this at all i think that there is a part of the fan base that this really added to like the and i think it was really cool seeing his son out there with the headgear on and stuff like i mean i'm i'm not against anything like that i'm just saying I, now that this is over with look like, we're kind of we're kind of right back to where we were when he won the title half a year ago it's like okay now we finally get josh alexander as a world champion we want a fighting world champion who is a great professional wrestler in between the ropes we have that now i hope that this storyline with moose in prolonging getting him that title adds to 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 how much the fans love alexander as the champion going forward only because impact has a really 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 bad history about waiting too long to pull the trigger on people like they, they wait way too long to put titles on the right people. And and, and I'm just hoping that now with Alexander as a champion, we're going to get a long title run of him just having great matches and defending that championship. And I think he's fully capable of doing it. I think Josh Alexander is a fantastic wrestler. He's very, very believable, very authentic. Uh, he seems like he approaches it as an athlete, which I think is just like really, it's like an athletic pr- presentation with this guy. And now we know more about his personal life through the storyline. So hopefully all the stars are aligning now, and this guy gets a good long world title run because impact could use it, he could use it. Like this is I'm hoping the next pay-per-view people are invested and they're like, I saw Josh Alexander beat Moose. And by the way, this is probably the best match I've ever seen Moose have in his career. So this was a great freaking match. Yeah. So I think this was this was wins all across the board for everybody. For the impact fan base, for Josh Alexander, for Moose. Once again, having this great match, he can really hang his hat on, I think. Um, this accomplished a lot tonight, I think. And now it's on impact to retain the audience and keep people interested between now and the next time they're on pay-per-view. And they might be able to do that with Josh Alexander. I think they've got the right guy in, in the right position. And now Ace Austin is your x champion. I mean, you're in a good position right now with a lot of your belts. So just keep the momentum going.
0: Was this your match of the night? This was my match of the night.
1: So I know I said earlier that the the speedball, Miguel and... Uh, um. uh speedball miguel and ace austin match was for the x-vision title but like this one means more to the company for sure like you know and if I watch them back both right now, back to back, I might say this is my match of the night. I'm I'm not sure. It's between this and that triple threat for division title for me. I thought both they
0: were. were two different matches, but I think that this was definitely match of the night. The main event completely like, and I wasn't this I wasn't expecting this to be my match of the night. I legitimately thought it was gonna be Ishii and Jonah. I would probably put that at number two, but this one for sure was match of the night. And I'd probably rank that triple threat. Um, not the first one, the the Mike Bailey one. I would put that one at uh probably number three. Yeah, for sure.
1: That's fair. Right. I mean, and that's that's a good thing coming out of a show like this that like that, that there's that many good matches that people can all, you know, you can it was so good you can debate what the best match was because there was a lot of damn good matches yeah. on the show.
0: Exactly. Um, We got a couple of super chats to get into. So here we go. This one is from Adam constant who says Josh Alexander giving off 1989 Ricky steamboat vibes. Thank you so much to Adam for sending in this super chat. And then we got one from Ricardo, the bot guy who says Josh Alexander is a big part of why I enjoy impact. I think a lot of people um, would probably agree with this as well. Honestly. Uh, So thank you so much to Ricardo for that. We got one from Sheldon Jackson who says I'm hoping to see either Jay White or Will Ospreay challenging Josh Alexander for the impact world championship at slam Anniversary is there obviously it's got to be a big opponent for slam Anniversary, the 20th anniversary and all of that um is there anybody that you're particularly like wanting to see against josh alexander
1: so i don't know logistically or like uh politically i don't know how to say it but like if, if they're on good enough terms with ethan page i would love to see ethan page versus josh alexander for the impact title with all the history those two guys have and ethan page is kind of lost in the mix in aew but i think he's fantastic so like That'd be number one on my list, if I'm being honest. We'd see the two of them wrestle for the world title.
0: Nice. All right. Thank you so much to Sheldon Jackson on that. Um, that's pretty much a wrap, everybody. So that was Impact Wrestling Rebellion here tonight. Um, first and foremost, I want to thank every single person who came in and joined this stream. We really appreciate you guys. Obviously, we want to come out here and, you know, get these opportunities to continue talking about Impact Wrestling and their pay-per-views. You know, I'm here for the Impact. Me and Steven, actually, we're both here for the Impact Plus shows and for the, you know, big Impact Wrestling pay-per-views. So keep an eye out on all of that here on Fightful Wrestling make sure you guys subscribe and before we go as steven do you want to let the people know where they can find you where they can follow you etc
1: yes um you can follow me on twitter at fight talk underscore f-i-g-h-t-t-a-l-k underscore you can use code fight talk all as one word no spaces on independentwrestling.tv it helps me out when you use that code um this weekend uh tomorrow i'll have the fightful select weekender podcast out um i cover the world of independent professional wrestling uh, that'll be up sometime tomorrow afternoon, so that's on FightfulSelect.com. Tomorrow night, I will be at Battle Slam in Atlanta, Georgia, which is kind of like the new uh, like sister promotion to Terminus, so I'm really excited to go to that show. I'm going to try to get a couple of audio interviews while I'm there, too, to put up on Fightful and uh, just keep up with everything I'm doing. Watch the spotlight on Thursdays on Fightful with myself and Jeremy Lambert, and check out the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash FightfulGaming.
0: I love it. You got a bunch of stuff in there. Um, As for me, guys, Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. Give this video a like, subscribe to Fightful Wrestling, and we'll see you guys next time. Sean and I will be back here on Monday for the Raw Post Show. Bye, everybody.